Why do you support refugees? I support refugees because my family were refugees. I support refugees because we are all God's children and we all deserve a safe place to grow in God's love. I support refugees because God made us all in God's image. I support refugees because I am a legal guardian of a minor asylee named Carol from Burundi. I support refugees because my Lord was a refugee. Because I welcome and I love my neighbor. Hi, and welcome to Hometown, a podcast from Episcopal Migration Ministries, the refugee resettlement and welcome ministry of the Episcopal Church. I'm Kendall Martin. And I'm Allison Duval. We are joined today by Drosella Mugoruera, the Executive Director of Bridge Refugee Services, the only refugee resettlement agency in East Tennessee since 1982. Drosella came to the U.S. in 2009 as a refugee herself and was resettled by Bridge Refugee Services, an affiliate of EMM. Drosella is passionate about dignity for all and socioeconomic and environmental justice. She believes that with a proper management of all the abundant natural resources, as well as being open to new ideas, we can minimize homelessness in America. Drusella previously served as a parliamentarian and secretary of lands, environment, forestry, water, and mines in the government of Rwanda. Drusella is a board member of Tennessee Valley Homeless Coalition and the Refugee Congress, the only national advocacy organization led by refugees and for refugees. A graduate of the 2017 class at the Consortium for Social Enterprise Effectiveness, Haslam College of Business, she has been recognized by the Knoxville Mercury as one of 10 women making a difference in Knoxville, Tennessee. She completed the 2018 Leadership Knoxville class. She currently serves on the Connect Knox Steering Committee. Drusella is also an active member of the Knoxville Association of Women Executives. She was honored as one of the 34th annual YWCA Tribute to Women finalists. In November 2018, she received the Champions for Change Award from Church World Service. Drusella is one of the 2019 Peacemaker Award recipients from the Oak Ridge Environmental Peace Alliance. She speaks five languages, including English, French, Russian, Kenyarwanda, and Karundi. Drusella likes reading, traveling, and visiting new places, networking, and empowering and helping people. Today's episode begins with a reflection from Drusella for this week's Lenten readings. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, thank you so much for this opportunity to share my thoughts about this week's readings in Isaiah 43, verses 16 to 21, Philippians uh, chapter 3, uh, 4 to 14, John 12, uh, verse 1 to 8, and uh, Psalm 126. As I told you before, uh, when you asked me if I have any regrets uh, from uh, starting from scratch when I arrived in the U.S., I, I said no. I want also to add that uh, I forgave everyone who directly or indirectly contributed to my fleeing from Rwanda. Uh, and I say, peace be with you, you all who contributed to that. I don't speak to you and I do not know if you have a chance uh, to f- go on this uh, podcast. But just so you know that I don't have any anger anything against you so peace be with you uh, suffering is part of um, me i remember when mother mary appeared in rwanda in 1980s she recorded that um, every single child of hers cannot be separated from carrying the cross through suffering you are strengthened and 
you are given uh, other gifts and graces to endure those tough moments. And my past doesn't uh, define my future. I don't focus most on the past. God is in control of all my life and uh, any circumstances I go through. And I believe that with God in me, I can thrive, succeed in any uh, place because there is always people who are need and who can be helped. So through prayers, uh, everything is possible. I want to share also a thought about my favorite flowers, uh, which are roses. And you can say why. When you see thorns, you cannot believe that there will be beautiful flowers coming out later. God um, has restored all the stolen material possessions and uh, gave me even more other great things. So I think that uh, without faith, I don't know where I will be. I use um, this value of faith for me to be a better person, a good servant leader. I'm hoping that I will remain faithful and uh, I will use uh, the values my parents instilled in me to be part of the fabric of this community and to serve where I'm needed. And I'm glad that EMM and other national agencies and other partners in the refugee resettlement are keeping welcoming and uh, helping refugees integrating in our communities. And I'm glad to be part of uh, that uh, welcoming team and champions to welcome uh, refugees and asylum seekers and uh, to help them to thrive, having uh, a safe haven in America. Thank you. We are so grateful to Drusella for offering a reflection for this episode of the podcast. I was really moved by how she didn't speak directly about the content of the scripture readings, but part of the Isaiah reading really bubbled up for me listening to her talk. This is the middle of the passage for this week from Isaiah 43. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I feel like that line really speaks to the way Drosella talked about how she has forgiven Mm -hmm. and she doesn't hold hatred in her heart. And she is living out her faith by being a servant to the people. Yeah, I found that deeply moving to think about. Not only was it forgiveness, but she was also extending peace. I'm looking forward to sharing our interview with Drusella about her work in refugee resettlement. Drusella, thank you so much for joining us today on the Hometown Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we were really excited to talk with you and so glad when you accepted our invitation because we know you as an amazing community leader, as a friend. You're someone who has a great deal of energy for the resettlement program. And you have, you know, the unique story of someone who came to this country um, through the refugee resettlement program. So can you talk to us a little bit about how your life experience and your own story impacts the work you do with Bridge Refugee Services? Uh, thank you, Alison, and I am um, very grateful that uh, America gave me a chance to serve. Being somebody who came through Bridge Refugee Services, um, I serve having back in mind, giving back. And as someone who understands the struggle refugees uh, face overseas and uh, locally, I think uh, I'm the best advocate and uh, it does uh, help me uh, to use my skills, management, 
the networking skills I need. I use um, the fundraising skills. Sometimes I tell refugees telling my story and um, putting my feet in their shoes and showing them that based on my experience, they will overcome, they will succeed, they will thrive. That does help. I can tell you that um, many people uh, have been very moved by uh, the story, not only my story, but the refugee stories, because it has been one of the strategies uh, I'm using to educate the community. Bridge has never been financially stable, uh, even during this refugee crisis, Mm -hmm. as it is now. And I'm very glad that uh, we have been experiencing a lot of community support. I can give an example. When I came in the first year, I I started my work in November 2015. In 2016, the World Refugee Day was attended by 300 people. The following year, it was 450. Last year, it was 600. That's awesome. And uh, we, we had to move the venue for this year. I'm very glad that I was very well welcomed and I want every refugee to be welcomed as I have been and I do my best to align resources and um, uh, working with different partners. This is a public and private partnership. Being a faith-based organization, I'm bringing on board uh, some private uh, donors and uh, small businesses. It has been a very good experience. Well, your energy is infectious. I think everything you've done is such a testament to who you are as a person and how infectious and joyful your personality is. So that's so exciting to hear that the World Refugee Day event has grown. You know, it continues to grow to the point where you have to grow into a larger venue. And I think that that's just a testament to all the work that you've done. And uh, people like you, Alison, Kendall, uh, have been very supportive and I value, and one of the advice I give to refugees is to say, network, relationship, build relationship. This is how you succeed here in America. Absolutely. It's all about relationships. And you are incredibly successful in the work that you're doing. And as our listeners have learned, you previously served as a parliamentarian and a cabinet minister. I mean, those are really big jobs. Do you have any regrets about having started over here in the United States mm-hmm. and leaving those posts? No, I do not have any regrets. Uh, Of course, I miss home, and I hope that one day I can go back. Um, But I think uh, a world citizen, my skills, my passion uh, can be used everywhere I am, and this is why I feel I am successful. Uh, My community respects me, and they support the work I do. I am an engaged community member. And I am a good mother, I am a good wife, I am a good citizen, I am a good neighbor. So you name it. So You're a good friend. <laughs> it's like the continuity of life. And um, my mom used to tell me that, be kind, so you will find kindness ahead. And uh, this is what I'm doing. And there are many people who need me, who need my skills and support. Of course, I left good foot, footprints uh, back in my country a lot of, I left a lot of impact in my country. Yeah, people can continue the path I built and the foundation I built. And uh, yeah, I'm happy where I am. And uh, there are many people who need my skills and uh, my experience. Well, you're certainly making an impact here. Where do you find joy in the United States? 
You know, my joy comes from my faith. I think uh, my faith is uh, the richness, the biggest richness I have. And um, I, I also am a family-oriented person. I like to be with my family and friends. And uh, as uh, an environmental person, you know, the nature. Uh, I fetch in the nature. I like uh, to hear birds singing just observe and visiting parks and uh, I also like the free library system uh, because uh, when I was back home I didn't have enough time to read but one of my hobbies is now reading and traveling uh, around and I am planning to travel in many countries in the future. Uh, I also like uh, uh, not only the parks and the library but I'm very passionate about families, family cohesion, and uh, housing. You know, affordable housing has been uh, it's a national issue. And as a rich country with a lot of natural resources and uh, forests, lands, big lands, I think we can just uh, minimize the homelessness in this country if we manage well and we are open to new ideas. Well, and if we have, you know, amazing community leaders like yourself stepping forward and raising their voices, making connections, building relationships to make communities thrive. So Drisella, the last few years um, for all of us working in resettlement and those that we welcome and that we serve, you know, these have been tremendously difficult and really stressful times. And yet through it all, you have led a successful program at Bridge. You mentioned earlier that, you know, Bridge is getting on strong and firm financial footing. And that's remarkable that that has happened under your leadership, your amazing leadership in this very difficult time. So could you talk to us a little bit about how you've stayed optimistic, how you've stayed hopeful, um, and what's energized you through the last few years? The refugee crisis is challenging for everybody, but so it also it is also an opportunity for me. This is how I, I said, what can we do even if there are few numbers of arrivals in our country worldwide? And I said, we have to see how we can do things differently, educate more the community about who are refugees, who are immigrants, what are the differences, and so people can um, understand why people are here, what we expect uh, from the welcoming communities. And uh, we started also to see how we can upgrade like jobs, how we can go beyond the traditional partners and find new partnerships. As I always say, even if it's one life which is served, it's a win. This is, uh, we did focus more about uh, educating the community, about advocating for special needs, especially like single moms. Mm -hmm. We are seeing single moms struggling and thriving and integrating. And then we did a fundraising and, and people, you know, sometimes when you talked about refugees, they were talking about agency, but I say, these are our neighbors, these are our workers, these are our friends of our children. So I tried to humanize the work we do and the refugees. And this is how we did get uh, more support. I tell you, even uh, for the volunteers, I, I, I did save $300 I was paying as a membership fee for uh, volunteer referral because now they can find us. 
Mm-hmm. And the social media, social media did a lot of good work of, uh, for us because uh, the AmeriCorps program we have now, two started with one. Now I did apply for a second one. We have a volunteer manager. We have somebody who helps, who helps with uh, social media. So um, it has been uh, really an opportunity. It was an, an eye-opener for many. And I was telling people that uh, who didn't know that bridge existed since 1982, that we have been here for many years, more than 35 years. Now many uh, college students are coming for internship. They are learning. I can't tell you how many interviews they want to do. They want to learn about refugees. So it has been really uh, an excellent experience, and I'm hoping uh, to have more refugees to come but also uh, we concentrate efforts also to advocate for those people who have been here for a while and who are not fully integrated. And we, in Knoxville especially, we had many secondary migrants who were advocating also for extra resources when we don't have enough for them. I mean, I've been there in Knoxville when you've done, you know, some of these community presentations where you, you've you really made it a point for not only yourself, but your staff also to, to be spreading the word, to be telling the good stories about what Bridge is doing, how it's changing people's lives. Like you, you and your staff just bring people into the work. So it's exciting and it's exciting to um, see how this is becoming more of a community effort. And, and, you know, and others are learning about refugees, learning how they can be welcomers too. So that's just so exciting to hear about how you've really bolstered that part of your work, even in the midst of challenge. And, and uh, in collaboration with Alliance for Better Nonprofit, we had 16 organizations supporting refugees coming together and we developed our shared vision. We identified four priorities to work on, uh, which are housing, and then transportation, youth and children's services, and jobs and entrepreneurship. So now we have many ambassadors uh, advocating for us. We are not doing it by ourselves. And this is the same in Chattanooga. Marina is doing great things down there. And uh, now we reach out to the foundations and uh, we're working now on our strategic plan to see if we can see another vision, what we have to do differently, what we are good at and uh, what we have to do to improve our programs. Uh, I can say that um, during uh, these three years, really, and uh, we have been active and uh, both searching for different resources and partners, we are trying to do our best to see what we can do differently because we cannot rely mostly on federal funds. They are local funds we can mobilize it is a good environment of giving in our communities. Uh, the most important thing is to educate and inform our community partners. Absolutely. I feel like now is, it's just become such a big time to make sure that education and advocacy are at the forefront. And you are a delegate to Refugee Congress, which I just think is so awesome. And I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners what exactly Refugee Congress is and then what kind of work you all do. Yes, uh, as you said, I am the delegate from Tennessee and the Refugee Congress is a national refugee advocacy organization led by refugees and for refugees. Every state and the District of Columbia is represented. So we are advocating for local and national issues affecting 
refugees and asylees and asylum seekers. So since we lived it and we understand uh, the political climates here and overseas, really we have been doing advocacy on uh, issues which affect us. And also we uh, did some sessions of building uh, leadership among our members. And uh, we just completed three regional meetings. Uh, ours was in Charlotte, recently in February. And um, yeah, we are trying to um, uh, empower ourselves and advocate for refugees and issues uh, which affect them locally and internationally. It's a great organization. And we'll post a link, listeners, in our in the podcast notes for this episode. We'll post a link to Refugee Congress's website and really encourage you all to learn about Refugee Congress and other refugee and immigrant-led organizations and join in, follow, and support the amazing work that Refugee Congress and others are doing. www.refugeecongress.org. And uh, I think uh, refugees, they, are, they have many and a lot of experience. And uh, we have different great leaders uh, countrywide. And uh, we want um, people to value uh, the skills they are bringing from their countries and uh, what they learn locally. As I always say, refugees are not a burden. They are the fabric of this community and this nation. And uh, they bring social, cultural, and economic values. And uh, we have to embrace uh, refugees, all refugees, no matter where they come from, uh, they, they are bringing uh, good values to our nation and they are ready and they love this country. That's the work that I think we're all involved in in refugee resettlement is communicating out that very message that refugees are the fabric of this nation and they are what make our country strong, what make our country vibrant and great. This has been so fun, Dracella, talking with you. And I was wondering if you could, um, if we could end our conversation with you today talking about advice you might give to people who want to do something to help and to contribute to the work of welcoming newcomers to our country. Can you give our listeners some advice? I think uh, the advice I can give uh, is um, fight fear and live our values. The fear of unknowns should not uh, negate our values of welcoming refugees. And uh, refugees are eager to work, to be entrepreneurs, to own businesses. So they are in different areas, education, healthcare, you name it. I, I invite people to be engaged with refugees. When you are engaged with refugees, you know the culture, you know what they like, what their ambitions are. And, and they learn from uh, also the resilience they have. So I think when I see like gravity and the equity of the mental health in our country, refugees are bringing uh, resilience to help people struggling with different issues and they can learn a lot about refugees. So advice is mostly to get engaged with refugees, to know better the program, but also uh, to stand for our values. Because when you say welcoming the stranger, you have to say, am I doing right? Am I discriminating? Am I welcoming everybody? So I think it's a time to see really how do we stand and live our values. I love that you pointed out that uh, welcoming the stranger and, and how we're really framing and thinking about people who are new to this country. I think that's really solid advice. We are 
so grateful to you, Josella, for agreeing to do this interview with us and give us your time. And I think for the partners also, I just want to uh, thank all the partners and uh, all the people who are supporting the refugee program and not to give up uh, because uh, this is just transitional. It will pass and we will overcome this. Yeah, thank you so much, Drisella. It's always so good to talk with you. Thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you, Alison. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We want to extend an invitation for you to join us for an event hosted by both the Episcopal Church Office of Government Relations and Episcopal Migration Ministries called Love God, Love Neighbor, Advocacy in Action. This two-day gathering, June 27th and 28th in Washington, D.C., will provide both messaging and advocacy training, as well as a full day on the Hill advocating on behalf of refugees and the Refugee Resettlement Program. Learn more and register at EpiscopalMigrationMinistries.org forward slash LGLN. Do you have a question about how to be most helpful in serving refugees, immigrants, and asylum seekers? Are you interested to share your own work or your congregation's work or to make connections with other people who are doing the same kind of work all across the country and to learn from one another? Then we have a program for you. We hope you'll join EMM's new program, Partners in Welcome, which is a free online learning community that offers a chance to engage in conversation, connect with people from all over the country who care about these issues, and learn from a wealth of resources and other opportunities. We have so much to gain from one another, sharing information and experiences. Sign up today. The web address is episcopalmigrationministries.org forward slash partners in welcome. Follow EMM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are EMM Refugees. Join in the work of welcome by making a donation to support EMM. No gift is too small, and all are put to use to welcome our newest neighbors. Visit EpiscopalMigrationMinistries.org forward slash give or text hometown to 91999. Our theme song composer is Abraham Mwenda Kondo. Find his music at AbrahamMwendaMusic.com. Until next time, peace be with you and all those you consider home.